Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the US. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. Today's podcast, we are talking about that wonderful platform called Twitter. Have you picked up our online survival guide yet? Get prepped for the future of online marketing by going to www.aybguide.com. Hey everybody, this is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to the podcast for this week. We are tweeting, tweeting, tweeting today. We are on the platform of Twitter. We thought we would share some love around Twitter, how we're using it, what we're doing, and how you can use it for your business, if you want to at all. I know someone else who's an extremely massive fan of Twitter, I hope, <laughs> Heather Porter. <laughs> Hello, and yes, I am. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show, and I do use Twitter. I'm, I've gotten, um, I went from full automation with Twitter to more being hands-on with it, actually, in the last month, with, which I'm really enjoying because I'm having some cool conversations, but we'll talk more about that. We will indeed. Um, I know that uh, Twitter is one of those things that people say, I don't get it, I don't understand it, I don't like it, I don't want to use it. Um, And then you've got, on the other hand, people who are evangelists about Twitter. They just love it, they can't get enough, and they are connected 24-7 virtually. And somewhere in the middle, I think we both lie. (laughs) You know what, Uh, There's a lot of people say that Twitter is sort of an academic space. It's going into that direction. A lot of people go there to learn things, read news feeds of what's happening around the world. Mm -hmm. Um, The people that I've been connecting with are definitely, they're not using it from a a space of Facebook where you just kind of paste photos. It's more friendly in that way. It's it's kind of, I don't know, it's just a bit of a different environment and I'm quite liking it. And for a business owner, I think every single business owner should be really listening to what we're about to say and take it into consideration to use this as a platform. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, I'd like to find out what you what you think about Twitter and how you use it too coming up, but there is a, question, there is a question I do want to ask you. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I think you know what it is. It's the drum roll. What did you learn this week? Okay, so it is a Twitter-related thing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were on the whole space of Twitter confusion. They go in there and they see the at symbol and they see, you know, hashtags and they get really confused. So there's been some speculation going on in the last week that Twitter – is changing itself. Well, they always change, don't they? But changing to the perspective of trying to be more user-friendly for newbies. Mm -hmm. So those that go in there and don't stare at it and think, I have no idea what tweets are all about with these weird hashtags and all this and that, I'm out of here. So the the CEO has said that they're looking at ways of of making it more user-friendly from that perspective, but also some speculation has been said that they're looking at getting rid of hashtags and the at symbol in replies, which is kind of more advanced Twitter terminology. But look, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But I think here's the thing to keep in mind. If Twitter is looking at ways to attract new people and make it more user friendly, that's just something to watch, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Very. Um, there was a bit of a cat amongst the pigeons when they someone wrote about that recently. And I know uh, people were saying, how can they not? How can they get rid of some of the stuff that's built Twitter? You know, they really yeah. can't because it's it's the stuff that it's the glue that holds it together. 
but I really don't think they're going to get rid of it. They may they may change the way we see it. I think it'll all still be there. Yes. In the background, at least, if they do decide to do a bit of a change. They were saying in some of these articles I was reading that suggestions are instead of getting rid of sort of the at symbol and the the reply way of doing things, that they actually start a new column. Like when you go on Twitter.com right now, you see notifications and you can do search and all the different things in the top menu. And they were saying that maybe we might see another thing pop up that's replies or conversation based. Um, Uh You know, we're about big big believers in creating marketing that's conversational. So that would make sense. Mm. But Andrew, what did you learn? Well, I tell you, I learned, I learned two things. One is I'm going to, I'm just going to mention this just super quickly because this is not really what I learned, but it's just, it's a fun fact on the side here. 30 years ago, did you know 30 years ago this week, the first mobile phone was purchased? Do you know who purchased it? I don't know who it was, but Somebody in Chicago who paid four grand for it. <laughs> it was one of those big bricks, right? The bricks. Yes, yes, the big bricks. The <laughs> yeah. big bricks. Um, 30 so, years. So 30 years wow. ago. So, you know, think back 30 years ago. Where were you 30 years ago? And that's <laughs> what's happened from cell phones, from a big brick to retina scan devices that sit behind your ears. It's just crazy what's going on. Anyway, what I learned this week, actually, was that Google, the big daddy, um, launched new add-ons for their documents and their sheets. So Google Drive, um, they have a lot of add-ons now that are using third-party apps that can add features to the programs that you can use in the, in the Google Documents. So mm. what does that mean? Well, there's a whole bunch of add-ons, things like um, label managers, so you can create address labels and name badges. If you're running mm-hmm. an event, you can create a name badge. There's secure electronic signatures that you can add to your documents if you want to send them off to somebody you know, so if you need to sign something, you've got a signature. You can um, review and approve changes made to documents as well as add-ons to chase to do that. There's super metrics, which is basically putting analytics together and social media and online marketing and, and seeing what happens. There's diagram ones. There's um, uh, there's all sorts of cool add-ons that you should start having a look at. If you use Google Docs uh, and Sheets, then it's going to be a pretty cool Thing Now, the other thing that they did mention was that they are drastically reducing their cloud storage rates. So yes. right now, I think they're one of the cheapest cloud storage servers or services around, um, even cheaper than good old Dropbox, which you and I live by. It's, uh, it's a game changer. I think uh, we're only going to see storage get cheaper and cheaper as we go. So um, that's what I learned this week. It's all about Google. So I have a question. Google Drive, of course, is where you, is the storage area, kind of like Dropbox. But yep. Google Docs, how is that different? Well, it's not Google Docs. It used to be all called Google Docs, and they changed yeah. it to Google Drive. Gotcha. And inside Google Drive now, you can have Excel spreadsheets, you can have PowerPoints, you can have um, all that sort of stuff. And um, it's basically letting you have add-ons that are connected to all of that sort of stuff. You know what? This is – I'm – I'm a little slow behind the, the, the ball with Google, I have to be honest, in the Google Drive. But here's why I like this sort of cloud stuff. I'm getting more used to bringing it into my day-to-day life. And here's how I use it because I think some people need an example. With the cloud, like for example, I still use Dropbox. I will store MP3s in my Dropbox. Mm-hmm. And then I have an app on my iPad. And you can do that on your tablet. It's just the Dropbox app. And then I'll go out and hang out in my hammock and mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And I pull up my Dropbox app. 
and then I can access a file in there and listen to it, watch mm-hmm. it, do whatever I want with it. There's even add-ons where you can edit files. So here's what I might be doing. Sitting at my computer, and I have some cool things I want to learn. I'll chuck them in my Dropbox folder, and then I'll just they'll pop up straight away on my iPad, and I can go listen to them anywhere. So it's for learning. It's for sharing files. It's for bringing files on the go, and it's extraordinarily easy, all this sort of stuff. So if you're not using it yet, now's the time to kind of check it out. I, I tell you how I use it. Um, yeah. similar, similar sort of way. You know, We've mm-hmm. all got our phones. Um, I take a lot of photos. I'm synced. My photos are also synced to my wife's phone. So we're on a connected service. So if she takes a photo on her phone, it comes straight over to my phone. That's the that's iTunes cloud connecting to each other. But what I also have is a uh, backup of all my photos that get sent to Dropbox. So what I can cool. do is um, when my phone says, hey, I'm full, I can just delete them knowing that they've all been backed up to Dropbox as well. And I can access the same app that you use. I uh, go and look at my photos on Dropbox. In fact, I can share my photos. If I want to go and share them with my parents or my family or friends, I just drag them from one Dropbox folder to the other and they can go and see them from there. Yeah. So, uh, it's great. So Love it's, it. it's great. It's a great tool. Cloud storage is um, is happening everywhere. And, and, you know, there's even, you know, how you get the backup disks that are one or two or three or four terabytes that you plug mm-hmm. into your computer to back up your computer. Well, now you can even get them to plug into Wi-Fi, your Wi-Fi router. And if you've got you know, photos on your iPhone, photos on your computer, photos on your iPad. Um, you can send them all to this Wi-Fi backup. So your computer is backed up to this Wi-Fi storage, which is basically your own cloud that's not connected to your computer physically. And that way, if your computer ever gets pinched or broken or someone spills something and it ruins it, you've still got all the data on your Wi-Fi backup. Yeah, very good tools that very easy to use as well. Uh, so. You know, storage is just, I mean, the Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi and cloud stuff, the cloud stuff is just uh, changing how we do business. You know, we don't need to buy, as you said, MP3, MP3 players, iPods with 300 meg or gig of memory because we just have to access the internet and use it from our storage device. So um, mm-hmm. I think I think part of the reason why a lot of these, these uh, applications, these phones, these uh, physical products are getting smaller and smaller is because they don't need to have the memory that they used to have because it's now being stored um, electronically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Twitter, huh? Twitter. Let's talk about Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Here, I have an idea because this is a chance for us to learn about each other as well and have everybody else be a fly on the wall. How about if we both talk about the tools that we use for Twitter? Okay. And, and how we're using them and how we're finding that they actually are working well for us individually. Yes. Okay, good. Let's do that. Let's okay. kick it off. So um, do you want me to kick off? I'll kick off. Yeah, one of my, kick okay, off. So, so list out what you currently are using for automation, whatever, whatever you, devices or tools you use for Twitter. Okay. Well, I've got a number of different tools that I like to use for various things. Um, one tool that I know we both use and you spoke about it earlier before our call, so I'll let you talk about that one. But um, – some of the tools that I like to do, if I'm looking for somebody, I want to find an expert in my area or I want to find an expert in a specific area, I'll use a tool called Twello, Twello, T-W-E-L-L-O-W, like yellow, but Twello, it's the Twello pages of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what it does is it lets me find people who have certain keywords um, in their bio or who live in a certain area uh, or who have um, there's a number of different filters that you can do. So I may want to look for all of the doctors in a certain area that are on Twitter. So if I was if doctors were my target market, for instance, I could go and do a narrow down and search, and then basically it gives me results of how many followers they've got and how active they are. So um, 
why would I want to do this? Well, sometimes I may want to create lists on Twitter. And we'll, I'll talk about lists in just a moment, but maybe I want to go and create a section where I'm just concentrating on the information that those specific people are paying out. Because, you know, as we go on, Twitter's now five or six years old. Oh, no, wow, eight years old or something. No, how, mm. how old is it? Six or seven, eight years old. Um, yeah. You know, there's more and more noise coming on Twitter. You know, I look at my news, my feed, my Twitter feed, and every minute I have over 200 tweets brand new tweets. So how do I keep up with that sort of stuff? Well, I don't, um, but I do use um, lists. So I use Twello to go and find those people that I want to add to my lists. Great. So that's okay. that's my first tool. Now, actually, I'll combine the second tool because they both do a similar thing. The other one is called um, We Follow. And We Follow lets you search people by their specified industry or their specified field. So, for instance, if I wanted to go and find um, realtors or real estate agents, I would type in real estate agents and it would give me a result um, and it's a it's a result based on how active those people are. So it's out of 100. So if you have someone with a score of 100, that generally means they are active on Twitter. They're, they're posting, they're tweeting, they're retweeting, they're answering questions. Um, so they're very active on Twitter and, and it gives you a score for that sort of thing. Um, and I like to use both of those tools if I'm doing some research for the right person. Um, sometimes the other thing that I use it for is checking out who my competition are just to find out well, who's the competition in my area or if even a client's area, I'll, I'll go and find out who my, who my client's competition are because then I can, tell my, I can tell our clients more about their competition than they even have a clue about. <laughs> and people are like, wow, how do you know so much about my competition? You must have studied hard. Oh, yes, I did. I know what tools to use. It took me five minutes and here's, here's the information I've got. And they're like blown away with the amount of information that these public social sites, not just Twitter, give us about anybody and everybody. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's that's my first tool slash tools. Um, what's your tool? What's what's your one of your tools of choice? Okay. So and this is probably one you said that you use as well. We were talking about, but it's um, Hootsuite. Yes. So I do combination of manual tweets where I actually go into Twitter.com or use the Twitter app on my phone, mm-hmm. and I'll also use Hootsuite. And how I use both. So Hootsuite's for scheduling mm-hmm. and. I use that one if I'm surfing around the web and I find something that I feel my followers would like. Mm-hmm. I'll use the little Hootlet app that comes with it and schedule it in from there and do my own comment because Hootlet or Hootsuite pulls in the title of the page. So oftentimes I'll actually just put my own comment with mm-hmm. the little URL. Now, I only use that sort of part of the time and then the rest of the time I'll actually go into twitter.com and the reason why I do that is because if you load photos in Twitter or videos in Twitter, it'll put it inside the time stream actually so you can see it right. rather than embedding a link. If you use Hootsuite, it's a link. So it's a good idea I have found to alternate that. Hootsuite I use for educational materials that are not necessarily mine. And then for my stuff, I gen- generally will take the extra time to upload it dr- directly via Twitter. Hey, I want to I just expand on that a little second there. Yeah. A year ago, automation was all the rage, okay? Everyone wanted to automate. You had tools like Hootsuite, you had TweetDeck, you had Social Oomph, you have a whole bunch of other ones that are out there. And, you know, um, sites like Facebook come along and said, hey, um, we don't like you using these tools because, A, you're not spending time on our platform. And if you're not spending time on our platform, you don't see our ads. And if you don't see our ads, you're not going to click on them. And if you don't click on them, we don't make money. So as a result, what we're going to do is we're going to give you a bit of a slap and we're going to say, 
you post stuff to our platform. This is Facebook specifically, but if you post um, stuff to our platform from a third mm-hmm. party, we're not going to show it in people's news feeds. So eventually, uh, uh, they really said it, you know, this sort of posting, this third-party posting is obsolete. Now, we haven't heard this sort of thing from Twitter officially, but as you just said, your post, your ability now to put images, and images are all the rage right now, but the ability to put images and video inside a Twitter feed uh, and show up in a Twitter feed is a result of actually doing it from its native platform versus yeah. a third party. And I think you're not going to get the response, the engagement that you're looking for if you use a third party no. for that. So I'm glad you sort of clarified that because it's. Um, I think we're going full circle. People are now realizing to get the best results, not just people but the platforms, the owners of the platform, realize that um, people aren't spending time on our platform. We need, to, we need to make sure they do so they're giving us bonuses for – actually partaking in um, uploading stuff on the platform from the platform. Exactly. So mix it up. And again, I find it easiest if it's educational, I use Hootsuite. And if it's my own stuff, I really want to be seen, I'll take that extra time to load it straight via the Twitter platform. So now what is another tool that you use? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig into Twitter itself and use mm-hmm. and talk about something that actually Twitter has given us. And that's the ability to reduce the noise. And I just mentioned it before, and that's lists. Using Twitter lists is um, one of my favorite things to do because two, two, two reasons. One is that I can create a list of competitors and I can just click on that list and I only see tweets from those people in that list. Um, I can click on a list of experts that I want to follow, and I'm only yep. going to say, I can create, and you can have as many lists as you like, by the way, so I can follow as many lists. Now, here's a cool thing that not a lot of people know about is that if you have some semi-savvy people out there who have created lists of people that they like to follow or they're experts or even their competitors or even worse still, their own clients – and they've made it public, and they're a competitor of yours, you can actually subscribe to that list, and you can watch that list and see who's in that list. So you can actually hijack someone's list. Not hijack it because they still have control, but you get to see their list. They've done all the hard work. They've gone and found the right people. They've gone and found the experts in that industry, and all you're doing is just borrowing their hard work so you can watch what goes on there too. So I really like lists for narrowing it down. You know, we can create a list for our customers, and we get to know what our customers are doing all the time by just going into that list and reading and watching what they do. So you can certainly do that with your customers too. Find out, follow what they do, and then next time you speak to them, you know exactly what they've been doing and how their business is going because of their, their Twitter lists have been popping up in your stream. I think that's a really good point, actually. I think everyone should create two lists, one of competitors and one of customers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you can keep an eye on what's going on in your industry. Um, and then here's a tip. Here's a word of warning, mm. though. Word of warning, word of warning, a warning, warning, warning. Um, yes. The lists can be public or private. Your own client's lists, please make sure it's private. You don't want your customer's list to going out to your competitors. Otherwise, your competitors go, hey, there's your these, that's their customers. Let's go, and t- let's go and see if we can take their work. So yes. make sure your list is marked as private so no one else can see your customers' lists. One more thing on lists as well I find quite interesting is I, f- I think that some people are using it as a, also a tool to get noticed. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'm saying that because when um, you're added to a list, 
in your notifications in Twitter. You can actually see when people are adding you to lists. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, like this is just me being curious. Of course, that I want to check out the person that's added me to the list. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I bet a lot of people would want to do that as well. So it's almost a, an extension. Like it uses a networking tool. So mm -hmm. then you can go and you're, you're seeing who this person is and you're looking into what they do as well. Yes, yes. It's, uh, it's a, good little, a good little tool. Um, they used to tell you how many lists you're a part of, but I think they took that away a little while ago and haven't been able to find that out since. Um, I know you, you can actually you can count, scroll down and count how many um, lists you're a member of uh, if you want to. But I don't have, uh, I haven't been able to find it on my site anymore. But I know I was up to a couple hundred, couple hundred lists. Yeah. I think I was. That's um, pretty cool. So yeah. All right. So that's my other tool. What about you? What, what other tool have you got? Okay, I I'm curious to see if you actually still use this one. So it's Twilert. And I like it because it's kind of like the Google alerts of Twitter and it allows you to go in and via keywords, I use it for the keyword keyword phrases and you can even search by radius. If, if you're like a local business, you can search by anybody within a certain radius of where your business is located using certain keywords and this tool will basically deliver into your inbox the tweets that have that information in them from the people in the radius mm -hmm. of where you want them to be. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly powerful. Like, I, look, I know the other platforms like Facebook and stuff are getting better with their, I guess, their market research. But Twitter for this type of stuff, it's really cool. And it's very, very timely as well because you can set it. So the second a tweet goes off, it's delivered into your inbox so you can go and engage with that person. Do you use it still? Yep, 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 yep. I still yep. use it. I uh, teach about it too in my workshops. Um, and show people how they can use it. But I um, set one up for, uh, I set an alert up for webinar marketing um, last year. I've had 50,000 inc incidences of people tweeting about that particular word. Now, I don't use it to go and contact those people. I was just, I, I set it up as a test a year ago, actually probably two years ago. Um, mm. And it's an awesome tool. You can set up so that your tweets, or sorry, it emails you whether it's a daily email as it happens or a summary of the week. So yeah. It's great for keeping it keeping abreast. Put your own name in there. Put your own handle on there. It's because it's also good just to be being noted that you've been mentioned. Although Twitter does tell you that too. Yeah, I think like two cool things you could do for your business or your brand is to set up a Twitter alert and also set up a Google alert. Yes. So you're seeing what's going on around the internet and you're able to respond really fast when things yeah. are being said about you that are maybe not very nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Or nice. <laughs> so. Really. And what else? What else do you use? All right, I'll give you one more because I know this is flying through here. But um, one more oh, yeah. I use is a tool called Untweeps. U N T W E E P S. Untweeps is a tool that um, lets you unfollow people, sort of on mass. Now, why would you want to unfollow people? Well, here's the thing: if you've got dead Twitter followers, you got you're following people. Oh, sorry, people that are following you that are dead. Sorry, you're following people that are dead. You don't want to be following people that don't do anything. So you really want to reduce that number. So Untweeps goes out and says, okay, let's go and find out anyone that's inactive from – hasn't used Twitter for 60 days or 90 days. There's a fair chance they're not using it much at all. Why do you want them on your list? So um, I go and get rid of those people. Um, Untweeps lets me do that. I could do three or 400 at a time if I've got that many in my list. I go through that once a month. That's cool. And check it out. 
Cool tool. So, yeah. Yep. And you? that just feeds into my last tool. I don't use that one, but I use another tool that does the same thing and more, and that's called Social Bro. And I just started using this tool a month ago. It is a paid tool, but uh-huh. man, it's cool. So what it allows you to do is, yes, you can find all the people that are inactive. It allows you to really go into analysis of your tweets and really find out how far they spread uh-huh. and who are your most active retweeters. Uh-huh. So in this platform, you you can see your fans, your biggest fans. And of course, that's valuable because you can still, you can engage with them. You can give them discounts and, and, and give them kudos for that. But it's also really cool because it helps you find um, in your followers, your influencers. Mm-hmm. So you can see all your influencers. And of course, now this is how I would handle it. I would go in and say, right, so these are my influencers. They have big circles of people loving what they say. I am going to spend my time connecting with them on top of everybody else mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Famous friends, it shows you who your famous friends are, you know, and it shows you very quickly who follows back. There's so much more in this tool. I mean, could do, we could do a whole conversation <laughs> about it. But it's, um, it's cool if you're actually ser- really serious about using Twitter in your business and starting to think more strategically about it. It's a cool tool to check out. Yeah, wow. I'd, uh, you know, I haven't, I've looked at their stuff, but I haven't really had a good play. So it'd uh, be interesting to see how we... It's, a, it's complex. It's complicated. And to be honest, I mean, I've only gone into the tip of the iceberg and I still haven't learned the potential of this platform yet. Is that a free tool? It's not, no. What, what are you, what's the sort of money that it's, people would be paying for that? It's charged based completely on your base, your follower base. Really? So how many, yeah, how many people are following you, how many people you follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's charged on that. And it does syncing with your account sort of like every quite a few times a day and you'll get emails from them saying, ah, oh, you know, you've decreased, you've increased and it gives you some really interesting stats in those emails as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do comparisons with other accounts. It's uh, If you're a manager, actually, if you're a social media manager, you've got to go check this tool out because you can bring in multiple accounts and use it as a, more of a strategic analytical dashboard for what you're doing. Interesting. Interesting. Well, there's, yes. some, there's some cool little tools. I thought... Um I thought we might uh, struggle for Twitter information, but no, not even close. I'm already thinking, oh my gosh, we have so much more to talk about. I know, I know. uh, I think when I I said to you, let's talk about Twitter, you're like, um, Uh, um, (laughs) I'm excited about it. uh, There we go. (laughs) Hey, quick one on that, because I know we're we're wrapping up. What I'm also really excited about is, is guys, Andrew came to me just this morning and um, was putting forward a new sort of publishing schedule for Autopilot Your Business and ways, other ways that we can reach out to you. And one of those is actually doing a tweet chat. Mm. So what I'm thinking, Andrew, we do is we do the first tweet chat and then we do a podcast maybe after the chat with our findings around doing a tweet chat. Awesome. I think uh, I think it's great. You know, I was listening to some thing, information about tweet chats and I know we've got a good friend. Hello, shout out to Keith Keller. Hey, Keith, yeah. <laughs> who's uh, so into Twitter. We just love we love his enthusiasm about Twitter. Um, and he's, uh, he's really big into tweet chats and some of these other tools that are around that. Essentially, give us a quick rundown of what a tweet chat is just so people can say, oh, now we get what you're talking about. Now I get it. Now I want to see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, it's basically based on a hashtag and you, you have a, a hashtag that you choose or that you kind of join into and all of your tweets will be 
use that hashtag. And what happens is you schedule a particular time where you're live on Twitter doing sort of a Q&A or a discussion and you can have co-hosts or guests or interviews that are happening at that time. And every single person is instructed to use that hashtag. And then there's tools and platforms you can go into that automatically actually put the hashtag in your tweet for you so uh-huh. it saves time uh-huh. and um, give you better analytics. And it just uses a tool for further reach and connection to just the, a whole other community. Um, and it's something that compounds and grows over time if you're consistent with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I think that'd be fun. That'd be, that'd be a cool way to do it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if you're not on Twitter much or you want to sort of find out and dip your toe in the water, come and we'll tell you what the tweet chat hashtag is going to be. And we'd love you to be jumping on and having a play with this. And, uh, you know, we're happy to answer questions about tweet chat as we go throughout the process but i think it's going to be a fun a fun way to um connect with some of our audience on a different platform i think so too and if you guys are interested in that and you want the updates just um all you need to do is go to aybguide.com and we send out this cool little thing called the weekly tactics and we'll be putting in our upcoming chats in there and hashtag information so you can jump on and actually see what the fuss is all about yes awesome all right well uh, uh, quickly andrew before yeah, we yes, go yes if people want to check you out on twitter what's your handle what's your username you can go i've got two Twitter accounts. My personal one that I use most of the time is the is at the underscore S for Sam, M for Mary, as in social media, underscore bloke, the underscore SM underscore bloke. And then what's your one? Business hostess. I don't ask. I, you know, I was one of those early adopters of Twitter and it was kind of weird about my username. So business hostess, all one word. And if you want to join us for uh, AYB, it's autopilot your, which is U-R, biz, B-I-Z or Z. Autopilot yes. your biz. <clears throat> yes, there you go. Um, I think that's almost a wrap. If you want to find out more about us, um, where can they do that? And how can they do reviews for us too? We'd love for you to come on by autopilotyourbusiness.com forward slash podcast. That's our podcast website. We have all of our past episodes and show notes and interesting information there. And we would love to see you in iTunes as well. So if you want to hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review, tell us your thoughts, click on the stars, you know, five's great if you feel like five. That'd be great too because um, we're always in there checking out what you guys are saying. And gosh, Andrew, we're in over 70 countries. I know. I know, I Which love it. Great. Mm, so thanks for your support for that as well. It's obviously possible only because you guys all over the world right now are supporting it and, and I, making it happen. And I think we're getting we're breaking records every month. We get more and more listeners. So yeah. Thank you for all those new listeners that are listening this month for the first time. And thank you especially to the ones that have been with us for a while. We really appreciate you being with thank us. You. Thanks, guys. All right, everyone. Take care. We'll talk to you next time. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelts securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com. Or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.